I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Sitter Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. We have a special episode, part one today, where Megan and I wanted to discuss some of our feelings and how we are processing the Black Lives Matter movement and possible ways that it relates to us in the pet care industry. Yeah, so it's been a very heavy week since we last talked with you. There have been lots of riots, arrests, and just yesterday, Sunday, the Minneapolis City Council just said that they would disband the police and instead launch a different system of safety. So that is pretty big news, and we may see ripple effects in other cities doing that as well. I wanted to read a portion of our email that we sent out last week. We sent out an email every Friday kind of recapping the week and the episodes we've put out. And I thought you, Colin, had done a great job of doing a synopsis of the week and kind of everything that had gone on. You had said, we condemn the actions of the police officer and grieve deeply for the death of George and the pain his family is left with. We support the healthy actions to learn, lament, and lend help to those who are hurting to bring about long overdue changes to the reception and perception of Black Americans in society. We believe the pet care community can be the spearhead of healing. There is unhealthy rhetoric and actions on both sides that must be cut through to find peace and bring the community back together. As pet care providers, we work in communities and connect directly with people across all walks of life giving us the opportunity to start conversations, learn from others, and start healing. The Pet Sitter Confessional Community is a place for all. I thought that was beautifully well-written and something that we're going to be talking about the rest of this episode today and tomorrow's episode as well. It's been a lot to process, this whole thing. Um, I know that for a lot of us, we were almost at our wits' end with the COVID pandemic. And now we are facing some very uncomfortable times right now and moving forward. And I genuinely do believe that we as pet sitters can be part of that change, that we can start conversations. We are so embedded in communities. We work one-on-one with people, even though we don't like to admit it. We like to say, oh, we just work with pets. But people trust us. They value our opinions. They look to us in these kind of times to see how we're doing. We just experienced this with COVID, uh, the community coming together to support each other, reaching out to one another to see what they need. I don't want to see that lost. I don't want to see that torn back apart. We were moving forward in such a wonderful way to become closer together and supporting one another, to let improper and poor and bad rhetoric and actions on both sides of this issue, tear us back apart is not moving forward and is not helping anybody. And so as pet care providers, what can we do during this time? So you may think about providing service to people who are at the riots or people who have been arrested. Think about the different avenues of ways that you can help during this time and provide your services. One simple yet very profound way to move forward through this is to look at your business's marketing materials and does it represent the community that you are serving? 
Melanie Beattie Haynes, or the virtual petpreneur, has put together a wonderful resource of graphics that better display the rich diversity that we all live in. And we'll include a link to that in the show notes so you can go check those out. So part one of the conversation today is a conversation between Natasha O'Banion. You may remember her from episode 59. She's also the pet business coach that we have on every Monday. She's pretty awesome. And with Kylie from Fire Hydrant Pet Sitting Company. They have a good discussion about what this time has looked like and how the pet care industry has been affected by this. I do want to say that some of us might not feel all that comfortable having these kind of conversations or listening to these discussions. But now more than ever, listening is so important that in those times where we want to immediately react or respond, we need to even more so listen and learn. That is not an easy thing to do, and I know it's not my first reaction. I usually like to respond to things quickly or get a word in or or carry on the conversation in some way. And so I know I am really taking this time to just sit and listen so that others can be heard because right now people aren't feeling like they are heard or have not been heard. So as pet sitters in the pet care community, I would encourage you to listen to those around you on both sides, on all the sides of this issue, and just listen for a few moments so that they know that you care and that you are actually trying to take in and process what is going on. And so let's listen into their conversation. All right, welcome. Today we have Natasha Banyan from Walk with Renzo and Ruby Pet Care. And we also have the amazing Kylie. Kylie, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Kylie Holloman Rivera with the owner of Fire Hydrant Pet Sitting in Bona, California. Yeah, and we are here today because we got a lot of questions from you all on basically the whole light of what's going on right now with the movement, with the Black Lives Matter, pet care providers, pet sitters, what can we do, how can we make a difference, and how we can support you. So we figured we'd come on and kind of give feedback and just a little bit of insight of kind of, you know, where we are and kind of to guide you through. Right now, I feel like if you agree, Kylie, with the whole Black Lives Matter and how people can, you know, kind of jump in, I would say the main thing is don't say all lives matter. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh, no. It's not yeah. about that. <laughs> so we'll just like kick the don'ts out really quick. So the whole all lives matter and I don't see color, I would say those will be your first no-nos. No. They seem innocent, but they are not. Um, all lives matter kind of means that I get to pick and choose the part of you that, you know, that I want to decide. Right. So saying we obviously know like all lives matter. Of course, we want to equally be part of the all lives, but until black lives start being put on a different platform than all lives is the reason why we say black lives matter. What's your thoughts on that, Kylie? You know, it's the whole black lives matter movement. It's just so many people, like you said, they all come back with all lives matter. And it's like, it's not about that. We're not saying anti-white or anti-cop or anti-anything. It's just that blacks have been so, you know, pushed to the side, abused, everything that it's just like, right now we have to take care of this little uh moment right not little but this thing right now before we can move on it has to get taken care of and it's great to see all the light that's getting shed on it and how it's like we're almost on two weeks since george floyd's death and people are still going the momentum still on with black lives Matter. which is awesome because what i see right now is a lot of unity you know that's something that we didn't necessarily have like in the 1960s so yeah. right now 2020 although this year has been like 
a blowout, you know, to see the least. <laughs> I do. But everything, Jumanji levels, like increasing every month. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> One of my girlfriends sent me like this poem that said like basically 2020 is the year that we're cleansing everything out. So although it may seem that everything is getting blown up, this could be the year of unity. This could be the year of cleaning out, you know, diseases and the airflow and, you know, restarting. So I would say for me, if, if it takes all of this to kind of get that clarity yeah. going into the next year, then I'm all for it. Yeah. So that's kind of why we wanted to sit down and do this video. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go into the topic of I don't see color. Can you talk about when you hear I don't see color and what that kind of means to our community? It's a little cringy because obviously we do see color. It's a big point of it, you know. Um, it's just, it kind of hurts almost a little bit. It's just like, you know, we are Black and we don't want you to dismiss that at all. That is part of who we are and what, like, what we are. But it's just like, just be respectful towards all cultures. Don't totally dismiss them. Totally Absolutely. We had our girlfriend in our Black and Brown pet care group and she was saying, she comes from the Latino side and she was telling us her story, you know, coming to America and living the American dream and coming with very little in her pocket and being proud and relearning this language. And it was like, we were like almost in tears hearing the story and it was so powerful, but that's what made her a strong Latina. And so we were to take that away from her and say, Hey, I don't, I don't see the Latin part of you, or I don't see that struggle. It's like, yeah. Whoa, Whoa, well, that's kind no, of I need you to see it. It's part of what got me here today. <laughs> that's my story. You can't kind of pick and choose. Mm-hmm. I always explain to someone, you know, like I'm a mother, I'm a business owner, I'm a traveler, I'm a wife, you know, you have all these titles. Yeah. And if someone wants to say like, Hey, well, great. Let's talk about you being a mom or let's talk about you being a business owner, but let's not talk about like that black part. It's kind of just saying, hey, I want to pick and choose the part of you that I want to talk about. And we love our skin. It's like Americans. We love being Americans. So someone's like, well, you live in Russia now. We don't need to really, you know, you've been here for 30 years. You're you're not really American anymore. It's like, no, I'm very much American, even though I'm in your country. That changed. And so I I feel about our skin. We're very proud of it. It's gorgeous. And you know, and it's not supposed to be met, dismissed at all. Totally. So now we kind of got those two out of the way. I think that'll kind of help a lot of people. I think a lot of people just don't realize, you know, they say, they think like, I don't see color. That means like you're equal to me. But, you know, I think, I think it's good that we kind of touched on that. So people know that is, that's not the etiquette, you know, when you are kind of touching this subject with your friends, Mm -hmm. you might want to leave that part out. Um, Just, just to be nice. (laughs) And we all want to be nice. (laughs) So let's kind of go into like the action steps. We hear a lot, what can we do? How can we keep the conversation going? How can we open the conversation? And just when you're talking with your friends, let's say if you know one of our white friends were saying, hey, what can I do? What advice would you give them on kind of how to approach everything? Well, thankfully with social media nowadays, everyone is sharing a little bit of everything. So somebody is always posting links. So, you know, there's ways where you can help bail out people's bonds, pay their bonds, um, pay towards George Floyd's family, Breonna Taylor's family, anyone. And it's, yeah, you can support them with that, or you can support with the bail bonds, or you can call your local city government to help them take action on hopefully reducing uh, police brutality. Out here, one of the big things is defunding the police. And it's just like, we need to make sure that our, the budget, the city's budget is going in the right direction. And you can take steps by calling your city, doing whatever you can. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I would say also a very quick story that happened to me in the pet care community 
is we try to collect, you know, black business owners. We try to get a list together. Um, we got reached out by Tori. Yeah. Tori Mystic reached out to me and she said, hey, I want to get a list together. And I said, that is a phenomenal idea. And then I took this pause and I was like, I don't even know these businesses myself. I'm like, let's get a list. Let's put them all together and let's find them. So I reached out to a lot of our um, pet care groups to mm-hmm. kind of get that done. And unfortunately, we got a lot of pushback. You know, there was blood, sweat, and tears. But the best part of that story, even though there was a lot of negativity, a lot of people did not want us to create that list, which is very sad in the pet care industry. The beauty of that is there were so many allies, so many people that was like, hold my beer, like that's not going to happen. I would say like, if you see someone doing something racist or doing something that wouldn't make you feel comfortable, don't be silent. Of course, stand up, say something. You can obviously do it in a graceful way. Uh But the more, the longer we walk on eggshells, the longer that we try to say, Hey, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Can it just be over? The black community kind of says, well, let's just stop killing us. Let's just keep making us, you know, let's make us feel equal. Let's, let's put us all on the same platform and all races have the ability to do that. Uh And like you said, it's the unity of it all, all these different cultures, backgrounds, all coming together to help support this cause. Cause it's, it's a bigger, it's bigger than us, you know, and it does, it takes everyone, all those allies to speak up. Oh yeah. And if you've been just watching just social media right now, it's beautiful. Like I love it. I've, I've watched marches just in my lifetime and my parents have documentation from their lifetime and there's all walks of life going on right now. So many races in my DC area, you know, the white community, they are showing up. It Uh is not a game and it is an amazing to watch and it's happening all over the world right now. All over, like in uh, Berlin and I know in the Middle East and then I saw another city just came out. I think it was like France or somewhere. It's just crazy how much growing and spreading. And the thing is, is like, we don't want to keep the news cycle of Black Lives Matter. We want to (laughs) stop the news cycle of Black Lives Matter. When people yeah. say like, I don't, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of talking about it. We are too. We are sick and tired of it. We've been talking about it for decades. Yeah. <laughs> oh the my gosh. The sooner we can just kill this off. Yeah. The better we're all going to be. So and our kids and our grandkids, everyone could just be safer and just hopefully be more in unity. One of the teachers that I know, she sent me this link and she says, things that I'm starting to think about now as a white mom. And she says, how many other black books do my kids read? Uh, who are their friends? Who are in their community? You know, almost like being really intentional of diversity. Um, you and I were very blessed to be raised in a very diverse background. And so we kind of have that, that leg up to kind of talk about the power of diversity. You know, we understand white culture. We understand black culture. We understand Asian culture. We understand the LBGTQT community as well. Just getting that education and making sure that you're aware is, is half the battle. And there's so many books out there by black authors to help educate you. And there's just so many resources that it's so easy to just go on your phone, go on the computer, whatever, to just access those. Exactly. So right now, um, let's kind of talk about the pet care community. I got a lot of questions on how do I handle my black walkers or how can I make sure they feel safe going into homes, houses, you know, they're not getting called, the police not getting called on them or, you know, they're not seeing someone going in and look suspicious. 
So what are some advice you would give to kind of keep the, you know, your, your employees or your staff safe? Yeah. So I always make sure uh, like during our consultations with our clients that we always make sure to let their neighbors know if there's anyone we need to be concerned about. And I just always like have them park. Um, we have car stickers on our car so people can see very clearly, Hey, we're the pets that are dog walker. We're here. We're okay. Um, we try to make wear reflective gear, gear so everyone can see us. We just try to take as many precautions as we can and making sure we're communicating as often as possible. Absolutely. And also, I know some people are controversial on having the car stickers on. So if you don't want to have the car stickers on your car, mm-hmm. I would say make sure at least you do identify as, you know, your, your shirt. Just something. like, you know, Comcast or Verizon would do. You see the truck outside. And if you don't see the truck outside, as Kaylee was saying, um, Kylie was saying, excuse me, then you obviously can see that we have the clothes on. Yeah. So keep your identification on yourself, but then also you can go a step further, just as Kylie was saying as well, as tell the neighbors that live next to you. So maybe two to the left, two to the right, and then also across the street. Because those are the ones who are going to be looking out the window. Especially the cul-de-sacs. Those are dangerous. (laughs) It's just you have to make sure everyone is very familiar with your presence and that the client even, they're taking their steps and letting people know like, hey, someone's coming inside my house. Exactly. And it's just like you don't want your neighbors to be unsure. So you want to minimize any confusion as possible. I'm going out of town. I hired a pet sitting company. This is, yep. you know, the company they are. They're going to be coming in and out of the house. Thanks. Yep. And exactly. then, you know, it's like, okay, we're on the same page. There's no weirdness going on. I mean, that's like the best way to keep them safe. Yeah. Um, what would you do if you had a client that requested not to have like a black walker or such? Uh, thankfully, we have not had that happen. Uh, but it's just I, I honestly probably wouldn't take the client. Unfortunately, if they had that big of a problem with that, I don't want to support that because it's like I do care about my black community. And it's like, what are they saying with me? Even just because I'm mixed, I still and black and it's just like uh, I probably wouldn't bring on the client I was asked that question as well she said she had a client that just wasn't comfortable having you know like an African-American pet care provider come into her home Mm -hmm. and I told her just to stick to the script as you would stick to it for anybody else you know it doesn't have to be race specific you can just say hey listen we don't discriminate same thing like when you go to like a corporate company we don't discriminate it's not part of our mission statement so unfortunately we wouldn't be the best um, pet care provider for you. Yep. And it's, that's it. <laughs> Again, it's not to, there's nothing to do with race at that point. It's just your mission. And what because like you can get in so much trouble for discriminating and it's like, we're, we are a business regardless of what field and we have to be professional with it. Absolutely. So I think we touched on a lot of like the main, the main meat and potatoes of kind of being an ally, obviously being nice, treat everybody the way you want to be treated, mm-hmm. do your research, follow online, don't be silent if you, you know, if you see something happening. Um, also, your neighbors are following you on social media. They do see if you are posting something. They do see if you're reposting something. I don't really, I don't expect anyone to understand what our community is going through word for word to give a statement. Yeah, but I would almost mostly say, you know, if you don't know what to say or you don't know what to do, you can even write something as small and say, listen, I'm never going to understand what you feel in its entirety, but I'm learning. Mm-hmm. And that's really all we can wish for and ask for. I'm learning. I'm keeping an open mind. I'm making sure that we're not doing a cycle in my community. In every home, 
that kind of takes that approach is minimizing the next incident. Yep. Did you have another point you said you wanted to discuss? Uh, yes. Yeah, just like how the, t- this month is pride month and, you know, and all this is, you know, black lives matter movement, the pride movement, the Me Too movement, all of it is all, it all circles around each other. It's all about treating everybody equally, regardless of who you're into, what you look like, anything. And, you know, it's just a matter of respecting and loving and bringing everyone together, regardless of who they are, what they are, whatever. I couldn't have said it any better. Thank you so much for sitting here with me and having this conversation and bringing this out to our pet care community and everybody alike. This has been a great conversation. If you have questions, follow up, you want to get to know us better. We are open arms to talk healthy and to make sure all walks of life are being heard. So you can find me, um, any of my social media, Renzo.Ruby. That's my Instagram is the quickest. You can DM me. And Kylie, how can we find you? Um, you can find us at, uh, at Fire Hydrant Pet Sitting on Facebook and Instagram. All right, you guys. Well, stay safe, love, and we'll see you next time. Again, I do want to point out these conversations are hard. They are not easy. We as pet care providers care for pets. We also care for people. And I really hope that we can all take this time to listen to these words being spoken, listen to these words being said, and, and take it to heart and not immediately respond and think how best that we can help. Because ultimately, that's what we all want to do. We just so desperately want to help people. Natasha and Kylie mentioned a lot of resources, and those will be in the show notes and on our website. So please do check those out. Click through to those. Start listening, start learning, and start learning how we can help others around us and help their voices be heard. As Megan mentioned, Natasha is the pet business coach that we like to have on on our Monday episodes. And today is Monday, so we have another segment with her addressing the question about How do we continue to bring in new clients, even though not married people are wanting to travel? This is Natasha Banyan, pet business coach with Start Scale Sale. And on today's question, we have that most people are not wanting to travel much right now. So how can I still get more clients? This isn't a great question. Um, Right now, this has been a huge wake-up call for the pet care industry for myself. I remember when I first started, I'm like, what can I do that's recession-proof, right? We knew that there was a recession. We knew something could happen to shake our money up with recessions. But nowhere did we know about pandemics. I mean, we did, but we really didn't see it coming in our lifetime. So now that we've seen that a pandemic can happen, and literally the business you worked on for the past 10 years can be taken from under you in 72 hours, we want to make sure that we are diversifying our business. The main thing I saw with this whole COVID pandemic is that it really showed the, the split line between wealth. If you have, if you were one of those companies that saved up, you know, six to eight months of income, you weren't worried about what's happening right now. You're like, you know what? I'll ride the wave. I'll take a break. You know, I need it anyways, so let's just hang out and see where this happens. The, the frantic situation didn't happen so much. But for the businesses that didn't have, you know, that eight-month savings, those were the businesses that were going, you know, in different directions trying to figure out what's our next move. So now that we've seen as much as we can to prepare our business and to prepare a business for business health, 
I would say this is a point where I can say, if I lose all my pet sitting clients, what do I have next? So nobody else wants to travel. Does that take me out of business? Good question. If I lose all my pet sitting clients, do I have any dogs to walk? Good question. Healthcare providers, nurses, these are still clients that need service. If I don't have any pet sitting clients, if I don't have any dog walks, everybody's working from home now because this is a big thing people are talking about. Okay, now that we've seen that a lot of companies are successfully working from home, will they actually require a dog walker in the future? Where is this industry going to go in the next 10 years? So then you can say, hey, what do I have to sell? We all know that Amazon is doing very well right now. (laughs) So that's kind of a streamline for us. That company is doing quite well. People are still shopping. They're still buying things online, probably more than ever, because now they're getting ads in their feeds and they're getting targeted. So, hey, why not buy something? I have nothing else to do. So then you want to say, hey, maybe I can have a pet sitting business a dog walking business, and maybe I can sell food or accessories or um, any brand niches online. How can I diversify my income that if one cuts off, the other will still pick up? It's kind of that old school saying, I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket. It is the way I live my life all the way around because if one thing gets kicked off, I know I have something else in my back pocket to piggyback on. So I would recommend if you are in the pet sitting space, focus on dog walking. A couple of my clients had their branding, their name was, you know, Susie's pet sitting business. So if I look online for a dog walker and I see only pet sitting or it's very specific to pet sitter, that might deter me. So make sure you are showing that you are pet care. I do pet sitting, I do dog walking, and I also do accessories. You wanna make sure all of that's highlighted on your front page of your website. And then also your social media branding should start reflecting all the different avenues that you sell. Your story should show your accessories that you're selling. It should show your dog walks that you're doing. Hey, did you know that Susie's Pet Care now does midday dog walks? Did you know that we now do grooming? Did you know that we now offer online training? So those are different ways to kind of show and make sure you don't hide. I know a lot of us will put some stuff on our website and say, okay, it's on my website now. But that's not enough. That's where you use your media as outlets to kind of highlight that. Let me show you some clients that I've been training in the pandemic so far. Let me show you some things that I've been doing. So that's a great opportunity to start showing what you've been doing behind the scenes or even what you're starting to work on. I had someone reach out to me a couple days ago and said, hey, I want to start selling T-shirts. Should I buy the T-shirts right now and then you know, start seeing what happens. I'm like, no, hell no, don't do that. (laughs) She's like, all right, well, I'm just kind of testing it. I said, great, get your designs, get the things that you wanted to say. Cause she's like, do you think this is cheesy? Do you think this is a good thing on on a t-shirt? And I said, ask your client, get that printout. We all know when we're making t-shirts, they give us the mock printout first, put that on your social media, see if it bites. Say, hey, we're taking pre-sales, pre-orders. And if it bites, then go ahead and order those t-shirts. You see how that works? It's a win-win. You don't spend any money right now, but you get to test your products before you actually launch them. So to answer that question, make sure you are diversifying. And make sure you can handle it. Make sure your business is prepared to scale. Because if you start doing, you know, shirt orders or 
or you know accessories make sure you have someone that's going to ship that kind of stuff out make sure you have someone that wants to do midday dog walks make sure you have someone that wants to be pet sitting so this is the time to actually write out your full marketing plan for the next 10 years appreciate you listening to this episode. Part two is coming out tomorrow and it's going to be a conversation specifically with Natasha about the pet care industry, focusing on how we can help and what we can do during this time. I also wanted to mention something that we're doing on social media this week. Every day this week, we are posing a new question about some of your favorite things. And so hopefully you guys have seen some of those already and have been able to contribute. We will be compiling those into a resource guide that we will be coming out with shortly. If you would like to hear more from Natasha or for her to be your personal business coach, you can go to her website and sign up. Use the code PSC20 for 15% off any of her coaching. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can do so at PetsitterConfessional.com or we are on social media at PetsitterConfessional. And like I mentioned earlier, we have an email list that we've started recently and you can get on that as well at our website petsitterconfessional.com.